We three of the Muck and Fiddle podcast coming your way from Brian Huff's basement. Brian is the host tonight. Brian, take it away. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> so once again, we're, we're missing Jeff, missing who, who really does a great voice. But, um, you know, here we are. We'll make do with what we got. At least it's a stick. Yeah, well, so uh, like Scott said, we are uh, we're live in the basement. In uh, what do we what do you call it on our text? The, the hive pod, the hive, the, the pod, 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 hive. Hive. pod hive, So just a bunch of bees buzzing around here. Burrow, Brandon, Brian, and Scott. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and Bruner's with us sure. on, on the Zoom. Right. <laughs> Say hi, Greg. Hey, everybody. So, uh, what, like Scott said, it's week three of the pod. Uh, we're live and in person. Um, we've got everybody with us except for Jeff, like I said. So, discussion for the week. You know, we we talked about it before Greg hopped on this call, but, like, what is wrong with Iowa basketball, Greg? That, <laughs> Thank you for just keying out me here. <laughs> hang, hang on here. Chris Hassel asked this on Twitter today. Why does Iowa State manage to have such a great atmosphere in Iowa? Just, well, it doesn't. What What do you think? You know, I was actually blessed. I would say my my last two years, we had one of the toughest environments, especially my senior year, one of the toughest environments to play in college basketball. Um, and the fans were super into the game because we couldn't score. So defense always makes fans super, super into the game. And no, I, I it was an amazing atmosphere there, but Carver's a little bit different. I mean, you, you Hilton, you're just on top of it, each other. I mean, it's just straight up everything. Carver, it's a little bit further away from the court. Um, I know they've made some alterations to try and fix that, but I, I would also would say, coming from a farmer family, I don't, I don't mean this in any way, way bad at all. I think it's just different people that are in those environments too. Um, so it, it, it is. They're both different venues. Um, Hilton was rocking whenever I played there. I would probably say it's one of the best college venues in the nation um but i i can honestly say that carver was amazing my senior year also hmm. scotty what do you think you know i've not actually been to a basketball game at jack trice but or not jack trice <laughs> sorry got my games confused um but you know i would say carver the just the venue itself i've been to a few college basketball games and it it does spread out a lot and I think it's harder if you're very far away from the court to really get into the game to get an atmosphere vibe. It's tough. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, I would agree. I think Jack uh, Jack Trice slash. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, Jack Trice. What a good spot. Uh, Hilton. Hilton. I, I remember going there when uh, Tinsley and Pfizer were playing. And those guys were open to each other every time up and down the court. And it's those old wooden slash metal bleachers. And it's like, you can stomp on those, but it, it just, the noise vibrates through there. And I would say they have a really good student section and they have a really good court drive from Ankeny and Des Moines. And I think they pull a little more rowdy fan base. That's maybe willing to push the envelope on how much fun they're willing to have at the game. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the topic on the, on the Twitter question that he asked, you know, was around, well, it's an hour and a half from Des Moines and it's only a half hour, 20 minutes from from um, to, to Ames. But like, you know, Cedar Rapids is 15 minutes down the road too. And like Des Moines isn't the only population center. I, I don't necessarily buy that. But like, I, I think my thought is that Iowa State plays with a lot of passion right now and their defense feeds the crowd and the crowd feeds the defense. I think that makes a huge difference. And um, everybody's bought into what TJ's doing at Iowa State. 
And I think uh, maybe Fran has a problem connecting with the fan base. Jason, Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I think those are all good points. I mean, Carver, as has been said, is so flat. It's really hard to get excited there. Um, and, and I think the fan base is different. But the, the other big difference, I think that I'll be the one that says it, Iowa State really only has basketball. And, and I know that's a tough take, but their football program hasn't been good in a while. And as a former student of Iowa State and an honorary former student of Iowa, it, it's just different. Iowa State, they, the fans get up for the games. The basketball games are where it's at. So, hmm. Can I see your honorary degree? <laughs> uh, it's not a degree, actually, <laughs> but I was, I was an honorary student there for, for many, many years weekends i understand i was as a as a uh, panther hawk myself yes under under several panther hawks um but i i just one thing i would like to to challenge a little bit is i don't think you can really get on fran for this i mean he plays the most up-tempo high-scoring basketball in the country like if you're gonna have fun watching a game like nobody's going to yell defense like i'm sorry i want to see fast breaks pace threes dunks well they do that I know. I'm saying that's. I don't think that's the issue. I don't think Fran's the so issue. So, is it the old people in the crowd then? I think that's a. It's a great perspective. Has to be part of it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they've they've talked about. I mean, if you think at Hilton, they've talked about many times. Like, why why are the students in that isolated corner and up? Where if you look at a lot of the other functional fan bases, they're circular around, so you're constantly being all the bombarded. Best Doesn't matter, right? And those best seats are the marquee seats that boosters and everybody pay for. And like lots of times they, they're sitting there and they, they, they're loud and everything. I'm not saying they're not loud, but they're not a student. You know what I mean? It's just, a, it's mm-hmm. different. And how many times, anecdotally, I've got a coworker that's, you know, 25, 26 years old, Drake graduate. So didn't go to Iowa state, didn't go to Iowa. And he goes up regularly to Iowa state games. Right. So that, that's that, fun. Yeah. Cause they're, I think that's it. He has a great time. Maybe mm-hmm. it's closer to to Brandon's point, but the the bottom line is, I think they get a different kind of fan that will, mm-hmm. wants to come to Hilton than who's at Carver on a regular basis. And I think that changes that I am. Yeah. So I, it's fortunate right now. Iowa State's on, and you can see the crowd. And I would just say last coming I'd see is when you look mid court at those premier seats that Greg mentioned. Mm-hmm. How many times at an Iowa game do you see seats vacant? with nobody in them, even when it's supposedly a sold out crowd or a high sales, like either they're not there or they came for half yeah. and they bought the ticket, but they didn't go. And I think that's tough when you got the people closest to the court that everybody can hear on pickup on TV mm-hmm. and they're not in the seats. I think that's fair. Yeah. All fair. Okay. All right. Well, we'll move on. It was a, a big weekend here. Um, not the least of which was a bunch of NFL games and we're going to get to everybody's picks first. We're going to touch on how everybody did this week. And oh boy, was it a tough scene um, for some. So we'll, we'll kind of touch on the fact that Scott and I both went over again. Scott, what do you have to say for yourself? I don't have a lot good to say for myself. You know, putting up a goose egg for the for the Muck and Fiddle podcast. So it's a little embarrassing. I'm going to get off the snide this week, though. Scott's locks so far have been mostly embarrassing, but we'll see what happens. It's pretty week. much unlocked. Yeah, you might say they are not locks. <laughs> <laughs> Some would call you a locksmith. <laughs> it's because you are not locking. I'm totally unlocking. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, what do I have to say for myself? Um, I, I think I'm swinging for the fences a little bit too much. 
and probably need to take more minus 115 bets and not as many plus 2200s like I did last week. <laughs> uh, but by God, you know, if I hit one, it's going to take me right to the front. So, um, Isn't that called the gambler's fallacy? Like, I've done it once. I'm going to do it again. I promise. I know I will. Well, I haven't done it at all, though. Oh, okay. It's not a fallacy. It's, it's, it's called the glass half full kind of a game. Or failed logic. Yes. It's, it, whatever it is, it's not working. All right. So after two weeks, we've got Scott and Brian, myself, minus $200. Brandon is minus seventy two, so you uh, you made a little bit of comeback last week. Yeah, little Kardashian story right there. Five hundred on my bets. Um, I I did learn, unfortunately, that I have to really take weather into account. Uh, I think a couple of my over unders would have been slam dunks uh, without some slippery conditions. And you know, it's tough when we're calling this four and five days in advance. So that's the one thing I sure. would say. Um, I think all of us maybe feel that way about some of those over-unders that we picked. So that's a little tough this far out in advance. So what you're talking the Bengals over 48 that, oh, that was, two touchdowns called back, right? It, the touchdown that they said Chase caught, the second one. By the way, I had him for two TDs and a separate bet that was plus 550. Oh. <laughs> Didn't get that. No big deal. I'll see. Uh, <laughs> my son has a Jamar Chase jersey, so things were pretty sad at the house. Okay. Okay. But yes, I would just say the weather, and if you're listening to this and making your bets, the over and under is going to move all week. And so if you can get in early, there's some advantages, but that weather is tough for us mm-hmm. to judge. Mm-hmm. So all in all, feeling good, ready to go. All right, cool. Um, so then Jeff, who's not with us tonight, and I have his picks ready, locked and loaded, is minus 68, 68 after two weeks. That's There's some symmetry there. Um, Greg sitting you know, in second place. Plus thirty six sixty two, not bad. Nice. What do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, I think that's about um, a dollar for every second I've spent thinking about my picks. So it's been <laughs> positive so far. So it's working for you. I like it. Yeah, you know, I got I that going for me, happens. which is nice. What's happening this week too? You're just shooting from the hip. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Do you even know your picks right now? No, I'm. I'm <laughs> <on your favorite. laughs> This is, I'm yeah, so proud I'm, of on, you. I'm on ESPN right now, just looking around. Half the time I pick, I'm like in a weekend game, and I had to go to Brian. He could be, he could be a plus three hundred, and I wouldn't even know. He's like, yeah, it's minus one twenty, so I could be up a lot more money than that. He could be stealing it. Oh, we're totally fair, totally on the up and up here. Uh, and then Jason leading us all after two weeks, plus forty six dollars. Yeah, should have been a little bit more. Jacksonville with the uh, late field goal there cost me one of my bets. Uh, you know, I feel like that was a Vegas call in. Mahomes going down also didn't help that cause. But, uh, yeah, feeling good about the bets. And I, I think I said it pretty clearly. John John Rahm last week was a, a good bet. That one paid through. So, hopefully, some folks followed along on that. Oddest player in golf right now. So, he's probably worth a few bucks every week. I saw this week that his index would be a plus 10 and a half. And on a standard, like, Torrey Pines course this week, a five handicapper, would get 20 strokes and it probably still wouldn't be enough. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be even remotely close. The, rough, the rough's going to be four and a half inches long and it might be wet and soggy. No. There's no chance. He's just absolutely on fire. The machine. Um, I, I, but is there value in picking him to win? I, I don't know. Can, can, can I just, several of us had a bet on BDR. Mm-hmm. On BDR last week and um, Ricky Fowler, you know, he, he was tugging at our heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And if you watched him, he, he played pretty good for 
70 out of 72 holes. But on round three, he somehow managed to shoot a triple bogey after being like six under on the day. And then on the last round, he had a double bogey on 18, which was his ninth hole of the day. And those five, let's say he just bogeys those holes. That's he's, he's to 25th place. So our top 40 minutes all hit. Well, he finishes that tied for 50 something. And just, it's the guys that are a little bit of a mental funk. It'd be tough to bet on them for anything going forward, in my opinion. I don't know, Scott, you bet on them. Yeah, well, that's been his, you know, that's been his weakness for two or three years, right? Is he just can't close out either rounds or tournaments, more so tournaments, it seems like. You know, he's been a make a cut and then somehow just fall apart on the weekend kind of guy for two or three years now. Everyone wants to buy into him. His swing change looks good. I think he's probably going to do okay this year, but um Sure, would it, like to see something different than uh, more of the same last week. Mm-hmm. Man, that swing does look good. It does. Love it. All right. So before we get to this week's picks, um, we've got to touch on our Twitter poll that uh, hadn't changed since the last time. A couple more votes, but hasn't changed. So the winner of the deal is the Sony right now. Um, playing in a professional, semi-professional. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The, loser. the loser. The loser <laughs> plays in a semi-professional event. So, Scott, walk us through what that day might look like yeah. for you. Right. So, this is going to be tough for me. Um, I'm probably the worst golfer in the group. You know, arguably, Greg and I maybe have some similar skill sets, but um, it, it'd be it'd be a pretty embarrassing sequence of events, I think, for me to show up. You know, pump three out of bounds. I still got to reload. There's no, there's no taking the out of bounds, <laughs> drop it on the fairway, kind of like find your way home. Nope, just got to keep sending them down range. Um, I think it could be a pretty long day for the group that's with me. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably who I think everyone should feel the most sorry for. Um, and I think really in my heart, coming back to this podcast and having to recap where it all went wrong is a gonna be a long podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but b it might be a real tearjerker for me. So that that's. That's what I'm really tough. Here, here's my early advice to whoever loses: just seven irons all day. Yeah, just oh, come on. Find fairways. Rip it. Oh, you got rip it and rip it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Nothing like ripping and ripping on the first four holes at Hyperion that all run along the out of bounds line in the fence. Of course, if you have a snap hook, you can play all right there. Yeah. Well, I grew up. I I worked there when I was in high school. And played a lot of rounds. Feel free to lose. We'll come watch you, Brandon. <laughs> All right, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, starting us off with bets this week. Brandon, are you ready? I sure am. Um, all right, talking to the mic. All right, sorry about that. I'm not used to this in live and up close, you gentlemen. So I'm going to keep it quick because I think we're going to get into some of the football games a little bit. Is that right? Well, we might talk about it a little bit. All right, so I've been I've been really heavily focused on golf. And what I find with the golf is there's a lot of players in the field. And <laughs> it makes it difficult to win. It yes. makes it hard. And so this weekend, what I've looked at through deep research is that the NFL only has four teams playing mm-hmm. and only one team plays another team. So your odds are higher. Mm, interesting. In take. my opinion, professional opinion. So this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with three golfers for top 20 bets that I just feel good about. Um, Jason Day. He's had good success before at this location. Farmers Open, they're uh, you know deep rough, but he's, he's accurate. He hits the fairway. He's going to do well. Max Homa, talk about a swing machine. Uh, I just feel like that guy's got 
he's found his mental blocks released. He's got talent. He's really funny, which I think we all appreciate. Mm -hmm. And he's just a good golfer and good, seems like a good guy. So I'm going to back him up with, with a pick. And then, and then Justin Thomas just got married. CPG would probably say this is a horrible bet. <laughs> um, if you follow CPG, yeah. which I would recommend everybody do, does. And, um, but I'm still going with him because I think the one guy that might be able to get past the, uh, the engagement slash wedding uh, jinx, so to say, that CPG claims is out there is JT. So I've got those three for just 10 bucks, top 20s. It's all even money or a little better. So right. that's just kind of my safe bets. I bet two or three hit. Okay. Going to the NFL. Um, I'll get into this more for there's time. I, I love the 49ers. They've been my team since I'm a little kid. My youngest is now a big fan. He wore two Christian McCaffrey jerseys during the game for good luck because we were not doing well. And so I can't pick against them. So I'm going to take them, and I'm going to take them on the money line at plus 125 just for 20 of 100. I really think the Eagles are a really good team, and I think I think the Eagles could could pull away if things don't go well with Purdy if he gets a little nerves. I do. Sure. I do. But if everything comes together, the rest of the team is good enough to keep it close, and they're just my team, so I'm – I'm going to take him. And I would just say, as the week goes on, watch that line. It might get bigger. I would take it at, if you could get it at plus three or more, I think it's a lot safer bet. Right now it's plus two and a half. So I'll take the money line. My next bet is I'm going to do a parlay. We haven't any parlays on it. I've got one in mind. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking both money line on Chiefs Niners to win. It's plus 372. It's 10 bucks. Um, and then I'll tell you the BBB, the Brandon's big bet of the week, which last week, the Giants just got manhandled. I mean, talk about embarrassing. That was not a very good big bet of the week. <laughs> it was it was a great loss is what it was. Um, good for taxes. Um, <laughs> nothing else. But I don't think – here's the thing. I'm, the Chiefs aren't the Giants. All things considered, they're the better team. Everybody knows the line has changed because Mahomes. Right. I just think – I think that the Chiefs are motivated. They lost last year to these guys. It's at Arrowhead. That place is going to be going nuts. If I could go down and get a ticket, I would. Um, I think it'd be a great environment. And I think they're going to shoot up Mahomes so much in that leg and tape him. He'll be fine. And coaching is my opinion. Reed is the hands down the better coach and he'll call plays to get it done. So I'm okay. taking for 40 bucks, the chief's money line. All right. Going after And, and that's my boy. big bet. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to win by nine actually, but I'm not oh, taking wow. the money. line. Okay. All right. Very good. Greg, are you ready? You disappeared from camera. Uh, He's still looking. No? Okay, we're moving on. No, 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 no. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're ready. Okay. You know, I'm going to go with my consistent bet. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs games first quarter over. Been hitting. Chiefs been hot. First? Third. The, not the Chiefs, just the game. The overall game. First quarter over. Okay. Okay, it was at eight and a half minus 110. I saw it on DraftKings. No, I'm not. Can't bet it. I live in Texas, but I saw it. I'm going to go the other game. The How much same game? bet. He does 425. 25-25. Thank you. Okay. So I got first quarter overs on both of them. I am in the playoffs. I think I am. I've lost one all year or all playoffs so far on that because somebody forgot to put the bet in. Um, <laughs> and then um, and then I would probably go ahead and say, I got a sweetheart that I think that, you know, people have been dogging a lot lately. Ricky Fowler. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. We're back on the Ricky Fowler train. Okay. First round leader, South Course, 6,500. 
<laughs> wow. We're going, we're, we're going first first round leader, Ricky Fowler, South Cola, of course, plus 6,500. I mean, that's impossible to come back from. Yes. <laughs> wow. Let me okay. tell you what a great so, Yep, yep. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I feel like there's been a lot of people, I'm not going to name names, that have been dogging him. I'm going to write him a little bit. He, I just I looked up the farmer's insurance and he was just over here with his nice little mustache. He had a little ad pop up. So there's a marketing guy that did a really good job. Bought got my soul strings and I bought him. I love and it. Okay. Okay. I, and then I forgot my fourth one for $25. So we're just gonna make some random bet here what shows up first. Um we're gonna go. Oh, you and I game Wednesday. I'm going to take you and I. You're going to have to look that one up for me, though. I don't know what the line is on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go spread, please. All right. You and I money line on the spread for Wednesday night. Versus who we don't know. Yep. (laughs) I don't even know who the play is. All right. (laughs) You and I versus Valparaiso. Yep. Minus nine at minus 110. Okay. Seems like it's a lot. You know, you put the thought into it, and I think that's what counts. So, no, that's, not, that's why I'm not going to win anything because I actually did some research right there. <laughs> All right, good. Well, thank you, Greg. All right, Scott, what you got? Scott's All locks right. of the week. All right, Scott's locks, which have been broke as a joke since we started this. But here's what I got. So, I'm going to distill this down this week. I'm going to get away from golf because I can't figure it out quite yet. Haven't watched enough of it to really have a feel. I'm just going to stick with NFL. Because it's been good to me. Um, and this is a strategy I employ pretty regularly for those of you listening at home. So I like to pick two games that are, you know, like what I think are going to be winners. And then I'll take, assume I'm going to win those bets, which obviously isn't a guarantee, but, and then take the rest of it, presuming that gets me to break even and reinvest it on a parlay between the two of them. So I like this week, Eagles and Bengals. I'm going to take 25 bucks on each of them individually against the spread. So I believe right now Eagles are minus two and a half. Bengals are minus one and a half. Yep. DraftKings at the moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to take a parlay with both of them money line. And right now that play pays, um, you know, 50 bucks to win 110. Ooh. Okay. So I'm all in on basically Eagles. Eagles. So their money lines are like minus 140 or something. Ish. Yeah. So together, I think it's forty-five for one and like ten and one hundred five. Okay, okay, all right. Well, I like it. You know, I I did mine this earlier today, and I had the Bengals at minus two and a half. They moved down to one and a half. Oh man, I might need to re reevaluate my situation. Okay, all right. I will go. I'll leave leave the winners for last, and I'll do uh, I'll do Jeff right. right in between. Um, so I have uh, Davis Riley with a top ten. For five, I got just a couple little nibbles here, and a Colin Morikawa for top five for five, and then I found a three-way, a three-chance win between Rom, JT, and Colin Morikawa at plus two twenty-five for ten dollars. So either one of those three takes it. You know, there's a little bit of value, maybe. Uh, then I've got the Eagles Bengals um against the spread which i need to go back and look at this again if it's one and a half i'll take the one and a half but eagles Bengals parlay together twenty dollars <throat> and then a jamar chase first touchdown for twenty dollars at plus 700 that'd be big i mean that'd be a big one they go after him every time and if the if the Bengals are going to score first 
It's going to be Chase. Then I'm going to also stick on the Chiefs Bengals over 46, $40. That's my big bet of the week, Brandon. Love it. You got the big bet. Big bet. Big Brian's big bet of the week, BBB. I won't trademark that. All right. Perfect. So I'm going to move on to Sinkler's bets. He uh, he texted these over this morning, and there's like eight of them. Should we say a little so bit? So when I said when I told him sheesh, he goes, "I might do twenty five dollar bets next week." So let's <laughs> let's hope he wins once we have to so do that. Twenty five dollar. No, 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 no. He says he's going to do that next week, so nobody's going to listen to that. So we're going to have to talk him off of that ledge. All right. So he's got the Eagles minus two and a half. He's got the Chiefs bungholes. I think that's a that's a shot to the Bengals. He must not like them. <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs Bengals over. Uh, he likes Burrow for more than one and a half touchdowns and the Chiefs to go over two and a half touchdowns. So a high scoring affair there, which would uh, parlay into that Chiefs Bengals over, right? Yeah. So uh, he's hoping for a lot of scoring in that game. Then he's got five or four $5 bets on golf. Will Zalatoris, top 20. Luke List, top 20. He won this tournament last year and he's plus tournament, or plus 300 to go top 20. Wow. Uh, Jason Day, top 20, and a Rombo to win for $5. I love how his uh, just going pure shotgun approach there, just hoping he had something. <laughs> yeah. And can we just, if he was on here, we'd be able to give him a hard time about the Cowboys. So it's kind of sad that he's not here right now. I saved up a lot of texting for this moment. You dealt uh, some devastating blows over text. It was a soft, it was a soft, you know, respectful blow. I mean, Cowboys Twitter was burning Dak, Dak Prescott today, if you saw that. Yeah, that was trending on Twitter. <laughs> throwing him right under the bus, which maybe deserved, maybe not. I just want to say, I know his son Jackson listens and is a big fan. And I love those guys. So I feel, I feel like I, honestly, I do have a little feeling I'm going to be in the same spot next week when the Eagles roll. So, you know, sometimes you don't want to get up too high. And only one team can win. So, all right. Well, I, you know, I think it's a nice trying to talk him off a ledge, perhaps. No, I just, I feel bad. It's a tough guy. Tough, tough seat. It's a tough spot. All right. Our leader in the clubhouse, Jason, what you got? So, similar to, similar to Jeff, um, I've got, I've got several bets here this week. I I hope I don't pull a Denny Green and, you know, we had him where we wanted him. We let him off the hook. I kind of feel like that's what I've done this week, maybe. So, but, uh, I've got uh, several golf bets. So Will Zalatoris to win $10 at plus 1800. Uh, Xander Shoffley to win $10 at plus 1100. Taylor Pendrith, top 10, $10 at plus 500. JT, top 10, $20 at plus 190. And then my last golf bet is John Rom to win. Got to ride him again. He's he's two for two. That's house money. Ten dollars at plus four fifty, and then uh, I've got two football bets to round us off. So Bengals minus one and a half for twenty at minus one ten, and 49ers plus two and a half twenty at minus one hundred five. Feel like uh, feel like Burrow has got the swag going, and Mahomes he can't just keep targeting. You know his tight ends all the time. He's he's going to have to find something else in this game because the Bengals are ready for it, and he's not going to be able to run. Proven they can do it. So, so do we think? Do, do we think Mahomes can be effective if he can't run? 
the fact is, him with one leg is still probably the third best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. The guy has a hey. arm. Go ahead, Greg. Just remember, remember, remember his toe last year. He couldn't move in the Super Bowl, so. That was in the that was in the conference championship, I believe. Oh yeah, Bengals, sorry. Bengals, wow. Bengals and Rams last year in the Super Bowl. Anyway, I think they're motivated. He's been doing his bath bomb, his jazz bath, or whatever he does. <laughs> He'll be fine. And I think if you I look, think- and I, I searched Twitter for hours trying to find any information I could before I made Brandon's big bet of the week. Can't find anything. He, he might not be able to move. I'm, I'm just. I've got a hunch. You, you guys have all seen a lot. We're, we're uh, close to Kansas City, so when we get local games, we get a lot of Chiefs games, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen him play. I've seen a lot of games where he does not have to roll out to be devastating. Just drops back, hits the guys. There, there's no question he's a good quarterback, but there's also no question that the Bengals know how to beat these, this team. They've, they've yeah, beat them three times in a row. I also think the Bengals are better than they were last year, and I think the Chiefs, you know, they lost Tyreek. They added Juju. I mean, I don't think that's a that's not an even trade for them. It's not Whereas I think the Bengals, good. you know, they had a bad line last year and they they fixed it. I mean, Burrow yeah. has got a good pocket this year, and I think that guy with a good pocket is basically Tom Brady 2.0. Well, the only thing that's really hurting me from picking the Chiefs again is the fact that I pre-playoffs picked the Niners and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl on a uh, on a bet that well, it'd be nice if that one hit too. So. <laughs> What's hey, hey, can I can I add a little variable change right here? I I because I didn't have time to set my bets because one of us works extremely hard these days. I want to alter a bet, and it's not Ricky. I, I believe in Ricky. Wow. So you turned him in. We'll, we'll ask no, Jack come on. Just yeah. I'm going to the Dallas Stars game uh, tomorrow, so I forgot it. I'm going there tomorrow because I and I want to I want to bet on that one just because I'm going to be there. I want to be rooting. I'm going to do a parlay, so it's not going to hit. I want to get rid of the UNI game. Off the board. I want I want to I want to take away the UNI game because I don't really care. And the only reason I picked that one is because it's bone boring. But I want to take stars minus one and a half, and then I want the over on the on the match. And over, okay. Yeah, and then I was going to make a comment about Patrick Mahomes' you call foot. Hockey so games I, matches. Well, I just said that. I already said the game, and then I said the match <laughs> because I, I didn't. I wanted to buffer on both sides of that. Um, All right. I heard. I heard he's been doing TikToks with his brother. So whew, I don't know if he's going to be okay to play. Oh God! Talk about Mahomes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think we need to go into that. No, at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So last last thing, we got just a minute left here with the Kittle and Purdy in Central Iowa. Um, are the Niners destined for a Super Bowl? And, I mean, this is your team. Is it going to happen? Sure. Why not? No, I here's the thing. I'm I'm trying not to get overconfident. Shanahan, he has a great reputation, but he throws out some stinkers. Honestly, he does. I'm a big fan of his, but there's just times where he he gets too cute and we don't run the ball. Like last week, we couldn't run the ball against the Cowboys. And I'm like sitting there, run the ball. We don't have a fullback in, we're running shotgun runs. Put a fullback in. You got the best fullback in the game in in juice. And you're not doing it. He gets cute. I'm worried about it. I think we have to get cute this week. I think it's going to be, we're going to have to be a high scoring game to stay in it. And I think we're going to have to hope that Hertz makes some turnovers and Purdy doesn't. So it's fun. It's really fun to see, you know, Purdy here uh, come up to Iowa State, play four years, 
pretty good for Iowa State. I would say I know the right. Iowa State fans are hoping for maybe a little better, but right. he was good. Right. So I love it. I love it. I'm excited. I think they. I think they have a fair chance. I think they're going to get there. You got to always go with the team that's playing loose and having fun. And there's not a team out there right now having more fun than they are. I mean, I agree. Well, I, there's nobody better than watch on on TV than George Kittle. Oh, I love it for sure. Absolutely, he's going to be a WWE superstar at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's right. All right, cool. Well, that's uh, that's a wrap on the third week of the Muck and Fiddle podcast. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at, at Muck and Fiddle Pod. Uh, that's it. Thanks a lot, Scotty. Take us away. All right, folks. Thanks. Uh, we'll see you next week.